millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Jesus Christ, as I knew him then, has the power to set me free from this unutterable bondage that I am trapped in. Please help me. And I cried out. I cried. It is the most powerful weapon a man has is his voice, is roaring for help. Save us. Screaming in the night, desperate, tears staining our faces, grabbing the carpet and groaning and moaning with tears and with groans inexpressible because then we get set free. That is when the shepherd comes. The chief shepherd comes to make sure to rescue you. Hey, friends. Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was the one and only Nathan Reynolds, a man who survived an Illuminati family and broke the chains of bondage and slavery. He broke free through the power of Yeshua. And now he's calling on Christian warriors, real men, to stand up against the forces of darkness. Hey, friends, thank you so much for being here. It's Sean from SGT Report. The voice you just heard is that of Nathan Reynolds, a guest for the ages, let me tell you. If you guys haven't listened to our last interview, our first interview, in fact, just a few days ago, it was titled Bloodlines and Abominations of the Illuminati. And this man, he's put his soul on the line, his blood on the line, his family's progeny on the line to bring the truth to the people. And I'm so grateful to have him back. Nathan Reynolds is our guest. How are you, Nathan? Welcome back. Absolutely fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing very well, sir, and I just want to bring attention to your excellent website, snatchedfromtheflames.com. Everybody can get the book, order it to support Nathan and his family, and if you like audiobooks and you don't want to pay for it, you can listen to it for free. Nathan, I listened to the first three chapters the other night. It's gripping, gripping stuff, but where I'd like to start tonight is with your new post, Becoming a Double Agent, and you can tell us what that means, being a double agent. I think I know, having listened to this broadcast, but you write like a poet, and I just want to quote you here. I was raised by a den of thieves, by people who worship the fiery serpent. No one ever gets a pass in this life, end quote. We're going to play a clip from this in just one second, but can you tell us what that means, becoming a double agent? Yes. Every single person is born with the illusion of choice that there is some type of option that exists that you can abstain from committing yourself to a kingdom of truth or a kingdom of deceit. But ultimately, there is no kingdom in the middle. There is only a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness, and you have to make a choice 
this time, this day, this hour, whether or not you're going to be seeking to advance the kingdom of truth or the kingdom of deception. And so the heart of that post is dealing with how can we be effective at waging a war to be strategically combative and understanding that our posture is not one where we are passive, but one that we are consistent and we are dedicated to determination that we are here to fight a war to the absolute end, that we are not to live a life of quiet restlessness, that meek and monotonous misery that so many of us are plagued with is because we often don't have any real mission because nobody ever told us that we are in a literal war for the souls of mankind and that we have to do something, everything we possibly can to continue contend against this kingdom of corruption. And so many people are strategically planted when in this moment of their life where they have an opportunity to choose, hey, am I going to continue to go along with this agenda, with this overarching hidden hand agenda to steer and and engineer society into this counterfeit image, into this this transmutated, altered image of abominable things? Or are we instead going to be choosing a life of set-apartness, a life of what used to be this word, this this old word that we heard a lot called holiness? It's a... It's a person who is distinct, who is set apart from the rest of the others, and they're willing to live their life in such a way that they have a dedication to a cause that is from convictions. And you can't kill someone who has true convictions. And my desire is that people would realize that they are in this war right now, today, when you're hearing this message, this is an opportunity for you to realize this is your hook in the jaw moment that can drag you out of this worthless, meaningless monotony and give you an opportunity to fight for your life because the truth really is stranger than fiction. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight are completely out of most people's paradigm of reality. However, those hidden hands, those architects of our society are literally driving this world into an image of a beast, image of a destructive, absolutely compromising, coercive death. And without us being willing to resist that and gather confidence and courage in a kingdom that is outside of this, we are going to lose. We are going to lose. And every single day, people lose by choosing passivity. But passivity is the poison that comes from comfortable living. But when you rattle men's cages, when you rattle women's cages, you will find out what's truly in them. And at the heart of it, what I found out is I had a family that was around me that was willing to continue to compromise, and I was not. And so diametrically, we became opposed to each other's agendas. And so I encourage people, when you realize that you are on the inside of this system, you have an opportunity to gather and collect evidence, to gather and collect intelligence, and to instead of not wasting your time while you're still inside that, while you're plotting your way out, while you're plotting and planning a way to get free, you cannot, you can use that time to gather and strategize a way of contending against that forces of evil, to get your house in order, to get your heart in order, to get freed from these sins, these compromises that so easily entangled you and start to live a life that's meaningful, that actually matters, a life that's legendary. And I'm not talking about some poetic version of legends. I'm talking about the thing that used to be on our maps that used to tell people what are the directions of of true north true south true east truth west we needed to know where it where how is this map actually oriented and each one of us are supposed to live in such a distinct way 
that people know they can count on us. They can count on our words that we're not filled with secrecy and ulterior motives, but that we live a life of authenticity. And by doing so, we truly become double agents to the dark prince that we no longer operate within that kingdom of the gray, this illusory world where men aren't really fighting for their lives and for the eternal souls of the people around them. And instead, it finally gives you enough chutzpah, enough testosterone, enough balls to realize that men of conviction are the most terrifying thing to this agenda because they're unstoppable. And that is why they've sissified us. That's why they've made us so soft and soggy and incapable of putting up a resistance because a sick and a weak society truly is the most readily able to be controlled. But instead, when we turn back to these ancient paths, these ancient ways of living, and we cast off the conveniences of the grocery store aisles with prepackaged foods that look nice and taste nice, but fill us with death and despair. We instead can become people that have solid foundations, a firm foundations to stand and fight back and wage a war that drives back the enemy. And instead, we are the ones who take and occupy their gates, their seats of power as we derive this evil away from our midst. I told you he talks like a poet, guys. Anybody who listened to our first broadcast knows that to be true. We're going to play a snippet from Becoming a Double Agent on his website here in just one second. But Nathan, in this broadcast, I do want to ask you how you learned to live free. You were tortured as a child, indoctrinated into the ways and rituals of the kingdom of darkness, and you knew it. You hated it. You wanted out. And it wasn't until you learned that the cost of your inheritance would be your firstborn daughter that you decided to get out. So we'll talk about that, how you learned to live free. But I want to do a screen share here, and I want to play a snippet from your latest post, Becoming a Double Agent. Guys, there is a real architect of this prison system we have been ensnared in. Listen to this. We're a cursed land of meaningless misery. And so instead, I fell in love with a lie. I embraced it as an identity, as we all have done. I longed instead to be alone, to cut off my soul from this gift that life could bring. But maybe you cut the gift of life off with the job you are addicted to, a career which allows you to escape your children or your marriage and hide behind your pursuit for a better tomorrow. Maybe you hide from the ringing sounds of life by running into the black mirror of technology. Those breathless idols who seduce us with their promises of comfort and convenience by simply swiping across the screen. We run from the sounds of realities of life because at key moments in our earlier life, those gifts were stolen away from us. They were taken by a dirty comment or lust-fueled touch or someone playing a cruel joke on us. They snatched away from us the truth of who we are. When they told us we were mistakes, when they told us we were failures or foolish one-night stands, those thieves stole from us the truth and left us with a nest of lies built by an architect of evil. There is a real architect of this prison system we've been ensnared in. The authors of evil, the designers of worldwide webs of deception hide among parent-teacher organizations, city hall councils, hairstylists, and kings alike. They have willingly, but often ignorantly, agreed to be agents of deceit. They create the problems in our life. They manage our reactions like a farmer does his crop. They prune us with poison while watering their strategically placed seeds of deceit. Until the day comes when they can harvest our reactions and provide us the solutions to our own destruction. They are masters of their craft. They walk into churches and bow their well-practiced knees. Raising their hands higher still, they masquerade with the righteous hoping that their brothers would see their good deeds. But the Most High God is not befuddled by their mimicry. He has never been hoodwinked, usurped, or fooled. 
There's never been a carnal ascension to his holy throne. Gods have fought for it, and in chains of darkness were they bound to be punished. Amen. I'm coming back to Nathan. I got to tell you, man, the first thing I want to say is we've all been guilty of what you say in this, hiding behind our jobs. You go to the movies, you do anything but engage in the spiritual warfare that needs to be engaged in on this planet, because that is what's happening on this planet every day. And there is an architect, a real architect of this prison system we've been ensnared in. And many of these people that you cite have agreed to be agents of the deceit and they're masters of their craft. When you wrote that, when you said those words, were you talking about Jesuits, Freemasons, Satanists? Who exactly are you talking about? Who are these masters of their craft that seek to deceive humanity? They're the ones who are the most willing to compromise. Indeed, they are these black robe priests. These are the same these are the same individuals who have ensnared the souls of mankind from the very beginning. These are the ancient ones. These are the the we would we have these illusory terms about these secret fraternal societies, not understanding that it all started with bloodshed. And the first one to shed that blood was Cain. And Cain bore a mark, and it was truly a mark that was embraced. And that mark became this iniquity, this other fuel to this kingdom of corruption they needed a new battery they needed a battery bank in the kingdom of darkness the dragon this great serpent this one who promised all kinds of things and delivered none of them this liar the father of lies we call him satan right mastema gadriel he's had these other names over time he's this occulted one meaning that he's hidden occult is a way of just saying something that has been veiled from others eyes it's a way of creating an us and a them some Places of society where there are structured, compartmentalized, fractured societies, people that operate within a circle of secrecy who understand that the way that they advance their agenda is by co- by compromising the people that are within their network and then controlling those who are without their network. And by doing so, they literally enable this very system of seduction to beguile us. This was the very thing that got Eve in the garden was the lust of the eyes. It was what drew her in. It was vanity. It literally says, the father says he sifts the nations with a sieve of vanity. It's the screen with which he tests all of us because he's looking for something called segula. It means precious treasure. Because if you were going to spend forever in a utopia, you would want to be absolutely certain that your neighbors who are already hard enough to live with at times over a couple of years, over a couple of decades, you would want to make sure they're definitely people you want to live with for a long time. And you want to make sure that they're absolutely most committed people to the cause of truth, that they're not that they're not compromised. And it is that compromise that these agents are so masterful at doing. They're so well-trained. We have such an idea of bad guys in our society and not understanding that they are intelligent, that they are dedicated, disciplined, and absolutely committed to the cause. And because we don't have an absolute, real, precise understanding of who our enemy is, we are being used and run over like a car that is just driving Driving on top of our bodies over and over again while we're making payments to the very ones who own it to do it to us, to enslave us, to keep us sacrificing our time, our energy, our labor, our emotions, our children, so that they can grow richer and more powerful and crush our necks. This was how the Egyptians took control of the Israelites who were far more powerful, far more capable. You had Levi and Simeon conquer an entire city, two guys. 
They knew their people understood that these people that were set apart, these funky little people who were following a different path, who followed a set apart way were different, not to mess with them. They were to be respected. They were be, be, to be reverenced because they had wisdom. They had knowledge. They had understanding. They had strength. They had counsel and they had a mighty one who was mightier than all the mighty ones on the earth. They had the creator of the heavens and the earth as their ally, as their advocate, as the very adversary who, if you went after them, you would have to deal with him. And that caused fear to break out. This is why when most Moses and all of these Israelites who were crossing over, not men of battle, people who had been enslaved in a society that had seduced them, that had beguiled them, like the doctrines of Balaam, these sorcerers, these pharmaceutical companies, the same very word we talk about with pharmakia, these sorcerers, they come in and they work with the priests and they work with the diviners and they work with we call them today the spiritual advisors. This is what our presidents call them today. These are the people who come in and they consult with them. Just as Pharaoh had his sorcerers and magicians, as Janus and Jambre, who were able to do the same kind of ritual magic, this book of the dead, this ancient black magic, in order to recreate some of the miracles of what the Most High Yahuwah was doing. And by doing so, they captured the heart of the king. They have always worked interchangeably with the merchants, we call them corporations today. The priests and the kings work together to control all the systems of society. The religious order, like what you see with the Vatican and the black pope and the white pope and the gray pope like Orsini. These are the families where we talk about the Rockefellers or the Rothschilds. They all go back to this lineage and all of their lineages filter down to Nimrod. They filter down to Babylon. They filter down to these times where these other mighty ones, these other fallen watchers mingled themselves, corrupted themselves, transformed themselves and sought to defy the world with lust. They understood if they could introduce lust, covetousness is the old way of saying it. If they could infect the world with covetousness, a desire to have a life that's not yours, that same symptomatic curse that you feel when you're like looking at your neighbor's stuff and being like, my life would be better if I just had what he had. Like all of the car commercials in every single TV broadcast, all the pharmaceutical companies and all of the food advertisements where they've engineered your consent by this guy, Edward Bernays and his propagandists, the industrial psychologists who have shown people how to use the lust of the eyes to entice people, to draw them into the snare that their life is really not that good. If only they had a little more money, if only they had a little better car, a little more comfortable life, a little better tomorrow, then today they would be content. And they assure you a promissory note. We're going to issue you a promissory note. You can trust us. I owe you the American dream. All that's required is for you to sign your soul on the line. And because of that, we've compromised and we've signed our ways into a debtor society. We have enlisted our children into a kingdom of corruption and lies where we send them away and we ship them off to be raised by the very same people that lie to us. And no one holds them accountable because we're so riddled with despair, hopelessness, exhaustion, that same methodology that they use to destroy destroy the Israelites in the past, to destroy the sons of righteousness was to wear them out. It's a war of attrition. You slowly, incrementally just increase the workload, the burden load. They promised us that technology was going to ease our burden. Many of you grew up in a time that this type of technology was not constantly asking and demanding your time, where you were able to ignore these things as some kind of other world, but ever so incrementally, they've creeped up on us to where we have the most targeted age group for people to play video games are 35-year-old men, men who should be 
working hard and being tempered. Like at 35, you should be getting into your temperance where you still have a strong back. I worked down at a, at a farm as a, as a volunteer in this program called Woofing when my wife and I sold our house and went traveling on the road. And this guy who was a farmer had been, had been farming down there for 14 years on his farm. And he told me, in your teenage years, you should work with your back because it's the strongest it's going to be. Put a backpack on, go travel, work hard, laborious job, learn trades and skills. He said, in your 20s, you've still got a lot of that, but you should be growing with some knowledge, some wisdom, studying under people that really know what they do. And by your 30s, you should be hitting a time where you still have that strength and that stamina, but now you have a temperance through age, through experiences. And as you age and as you mature, you season up, you start to you start to harden and you start to temper yourself and be able to be more effective of a leader. And so as you get older in life, you're able to use your mind more than you just have to use your body to advance advance in your labors. And that just never left me. That lesson never left me. That if we could have people get their courage back, if we could get people feel the strength back, come into their bodies, I understood that it wasn't a long way off for them to be able to realize that this is way more entertaining. This battle, like of what you're doing right here on your regular broadcast, people that are writing, people that are using these weapons of these microphones, people that are going out into the streets and actually meeting their neighbors, people that are fleeing the church Churches by the thousands in the millions, because once a week supplement is not the cure for cowardice. Once a week supplemental teachings is not going to teach you to have a faith of your own. And I started learning that when I started asking people, hey, have you ever read your Bible? You say you're a believer in this book. Have you read it? Actually read it beginning to end, not some kind of compartmentalized, dispensationalized, segmented snippet theology version of the word. Have you read it? Have you studied it? Have you Have you gotten to know it in such a way that you're hungry for it, that you understand it's living bread, that it's a living water, and it'll satisfy you and transform you and teach you how the enemy operates? There's a couple chapters I want to read from here tonight because there was kings that rose up. There was little boys, eight-year-olds over Israel who rose up and transformed the entire society, transformed it and utterly eradicated those black robe priests. They went after these secret societies. They utterly destroyed the abominations that were within first because judgment starts in the house of Yahuwah. And you have to utterly purge this from your own house, the house of your heart, the house of those four walls surrounding you, the relationships that you have with your friends, your family, your wives, your children. You have to start to purge those areas of this, where this infection, where this inky black darkness has infected itself, where this blood of the dragon has corrupted you. And as you do that, you drive it out from the neighborhoods. You drive it out from your your communities and you ultimately you drive it out of your nation. And when you do that, you get that all-consuming fire, El Shaddai, the creator and author of life himself who fuels you, who fired, finances you, who funds your, your furious desire to see the destruction of your enemies through the truth through a way of living that is so attractive because you love sincerely and you will not compromise for the truths that you've found. You find a way to love your neighbors authentically and you love the one who made you with absolute dedication. And it becomes a true magnetic force. It becomes something that's desirable. And to your enemies, it causes them to be filled with dread because ultimately these these authors of evil, these agents of evil are filled with dread. They dread that their adversaries, these goyim, these cattle that they look at us, these insects waiting for plagues to come and just eradicate us, 
They are terrified that we would suddenly think critically and make decisions and act on them accordingly. With unity and with convictions, we can conquer and destroy this kingdom of corruption once and for all. You know, in our last broadcast, you said one of the solutions is to raise an entire generation that is not like them, right? Not like these evil ones who worship the uh, forces of darkness. I just want to turn our attention to this because uh, those 35-year-old men playing video games, you're right. They should be the leaders that are helping us combat United Nations Agenda 2030 and the New World Order. But they're not. They've given over to their sloth. What are the seven deadly sins? Well, greed. Pride, that's an interesting one, isn't it? It's Pride Month. It's Pride Summer. It's Pride, Pride, Pride. Just give in to your LGBTQ agenda or lust, as it were. Envy, gluttony, wrath, and yes, sloth. Sitting around playing video games all day and eating snacks is no way to live a life. You know, I'd like you to read whatever passages from the Bible you have queued up, but uh, I do want to ask you how in the world you broke free of this dark agenda. How did you escape? You said you were raised by a den of thieves, by people who worship the fiery serpent. And somehow, by the greater grace of God, you escaped. And thank God for it, man. The way, the root of really how I escaped was because I started, I started studying the keys. Do you know what I mean? When you, when you realize you're a prisoner, like you actually, not, not some theoretical, like, oh, imaginary thought exercise. When you actually wake up and realize that you are being only ever trapped and and utilized against your better interest continually when you realize that the, the the actual prison cell is in your mind that it's in your body that it's in your job that it's in your career that everything in society is actually structured to keep you contained to keep you quarantined to keep you trapped in a system of sissification like weakness like there's a reason they started pumping pharmaceuticals into the prisoners. There's a reasons when you go back and you start to trace where these hidden hand agendas transformed our society. This I'm talking about the greater American society as a whole, how they came in and took over, devoured us. How did they get there? But they, they recognize that a sick population, nutritionally deficient population is far more easily to control and manipulate one who has a lot of heavy metals in their body and one who is fed continual streams of lies, destabilization. I grew up in a family that had been practicing this as their religion, as their way of becoming gods. They believed with everything in them when they engaged in these rites and rituals to destroy and abominate children. They believed they became gods. That is so far beyond most people's reckoning. And what happens is after they do it, after they, they, they engage in that type of behavior, they get taken over. Their minds are given over completely, and they do get a superpower. They get possessed. They become overarchingly intelligent, and it becomes so addictive. It becomes so seductive that they can't let go of it. That lust for power over overpowers them in its entirety, and they become the embodiment 
of that architect on this earth. They become the hidden hands and they get interconnected to this hive mind that allows them to start to act like gods because the men who have been given the power in our society tend to be the ones who have the most um, imaginary dollar bills in their bank account. And by doing that, they are able to act as if they are the gods. And today, the predominant users of that are the scientific, is this scientism religion that we all have been raised to bow down to, the white robe priests of our society where 20% of our nation's spending is going into sick care, is going into literal medical malpractice, where hundreds of thousands of our own citizens are being murdered every single year. And we're all sitting around going and bowing down to their temples, taking our tithes and our offerings and saying, well, thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. And we're going to the drug dealers known as Walgreens and CVS, and we're asking them to let us eat the flesh of our arms and the blood of the infants that are mixed in and intermingled in with these pharmaceuticals, these sorceries. And then we're wondering why we're all so decrepit, so full of despair. And I knew fundamentally, if I wanted out, I needed to study the keys of the guards because I recognized that there was a system and there were handlers and there were people who had the power to open that door, the gatekeepers. And I recognized that they had a power that came through information that I simply did not have. And I began to study what is the truth because I fundamentally realized that the only way this prison cell worked was a psychological one. When I became a farmer and became a a gardener and I ultimately, I found a greater passion from, from gardening that that was, I really enjoyed that. However, I loved becoming a shepherd because I started to learn about sheep and I started to learn about goats and I started to learn about fencing. And the reason you utilize electric fencing, poly fencing, and you start to, to rotate your sheep, you start to rotate your chickens or your turkey. When you do that, you you teach the animals that there's a psychological danger with this white string, with this white thread that's out there, or this black thread and yellow. You start to teach them that by forcing them to feel the hot burning sensation of pain when they touch that. Like when you want a cow to learn about this this electric fence that you put up, you hang a little uh, aluminum can on there. You just hang it on there because cows are naturally curious to shiny metal things. They're going to walk up to it and they're going to lick it. Boom! And they're going to get blown back by that thing. And they're going to jump back and they're going to be like, what the heck was that? And they're going to learn. It's going to imprint on them. Don't touch that thing. Don't touch that thing. And so that psychological barrier is that learned helplessness. And that's how they engineered this society because ultimately they can't control us all. If every one of us rushed the fence at the same time, it's unstoppable. It's called a stampede. It's inutterable. And we've seen some versions of this in our society of modernity, but they're so infiltrated and they're so orchestrated to be an, of an ulterior agenda that we haven't actually seen men and women of righteousness rise up by the thousands, by the millions, and make a decisive mark against the destructive forces that are governing our lives and to cast them out. When the tyrants have risen up and you realize we have giants rising over us, we have these high hybridized warriors of deceit conquering and controlling us, we have a right to destroy them, to cast them off and to make sure that they are held accountable for these abominable things. And so when I began to study these words, when I began to pick up this thing, I recognized this book was an actual weapon, not just some kind of ethereal thing, like way more deadly than any other tool I could ever pick up that in here were the keys to my salvation. In here were the keys to my deliverance and in here were the very weaknesses that my enemy had 
plainly written. It showed me how to exploit them. It showed me how to dismantle them. It showed me how to dismember them. And it showed me how to absolutely disavow the kingdom of secrecy and instead to walk in the light, to walk in the truth and to walk in a narrow path because there's a broad way that leads to destruction, but there is a narrow path that leads to life. And few are they that found it. And I found it by believing these words and testing them. I began to test, lay my life down and say, you know what? I believe your son, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, as I knew him then, has the power to set me free from this unutterable bondage that I am trapped in. Please help me. And I cried out. I cried It is the most powerful weapon a man has is his voice is roaring for help. Save us screaming in the night, desperate tears, staining our faces, grabbing the carpet and groaning and moaning with tears and with groans inexpressible because then we get set free. That is when the shepherd comes. The chief shepherd comes to make sure to rescue you. And you know what? This happened in Israel at times and other times leaders would come and corrupt the whole kingdom again. They would lead the people astray or the people, the populace, the democracy of 51% would lead the king into corruption. But there was a king that rose up over the people in the days following this. And this is in second Kings. I'm reading from a translation that may be uh, unfamiliar with. Some of you may be unfamiliar with. This is called the uh, ISR scriptures translation, 2009 edition. I did an entire audio recording of the scriptures. It's also on my website there. Uh, as Sean was showing earlier, you can listen to that for free because you got to wash your mind in the water of the word. And I, I just, I had such a desire for people to be able to do that. And I understand audio is a format that's very effective for people to utilize it. And I just encourage you, listen through it beginning to end, study it for yourself and find out, are there methods and strategies and tactics that are hiding here that we can deploy today to be effective at opening the cells of the prison doors to all these people that are around us and finding the ways that we did that in the days before. And this is um, 2 Kings 22. Yoshiahu, this is uh, Josiah, for those of you that don't know. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Yadiah, the daughter of Adiah of Batkoth. And he did what was right in the eyes of Yahuwah and walked in all the ways of his father, David, and did not turn aside right or left. Now, as the time he turned 18 years old is when all this great reformation takes place. But I just want to center on that for one second, that an eight-year-old boy in our society, we think they should be in first, second, or third grade. Whereas in the rest of the world, for time and memorial people didn't artificially extend adolescence through schooling the only thing that exists in nature that's a school is fish large groups of fish that suddenly turn when one turns they all turn and they all follow suit that is an artificial construct versus education education has been going on for a long time with grammar and logic and rhetoric people have been effectively training and raising up their children to become men to become women and they Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. I did that by not treating them as children any longer than they absolutely had to. This is why experiential learning, hard, disciplined tutorship was required to raise up a child in the ways of truth so that in their end, they don't depart from it. Josiah was the embodiment of that. His dad was the one of the worst, most corrupt, evil people who was sacrificing his children, drinking the blood of infants, doing every evil continually. But his grandfather, Hezekiah, was a man of fierce convictions, a man of boldness and a man of truth and a man who eradicated it from his kingdom. But you know what? He had an opportunity when his father died to cast off the lies, the vanities that his father had and instead choose a different path. And when they heard in the 18th year of the life of sovereign Josiah, the sovereign sent Shofan, the scribe, the son of Atzaliyahu, the son of Meshalam, to the house of Yahuwah, 
And when he went into the house of Yahuwah that had been filled with all these idols, had been filled with all these abominations, they literally filled the house with cult prostitutes, children, male cult prostitutes. These are children were occupying the very house of Yahuwah. The creator of the heavens and the earth had a set apart temple on this earth, and they had filled it with all kinds of abominable things, like those things you hear about the Catholic church is doing, the, the Christian church is doing, the Mormon church is doing. Well, you and Pizzagate and Pedogate. I'll let you go, but then I have to circle back and ask you about this very thing. Absolutely. And they, as they were going in, he sent them in to start cleaning out the house. He's like, listen, before we deal with everything else that's going on in our country and in the world, we got to clear out the house where it started from. Because he understood if you clear out that set apart place, that same, you clear out your heart first, everything else will follow. And while they were doing that, they found the Torah. That's the first five books of the scriptures. They found it because it had been lost for so long. And when they found it, they read it to the king in his presence. And the king began to grieve and mourn. And then he assembled all of Israel. He said, you're going to all listen to this because there's a truth that's been hidden to it from us that because of one generation of absolute corruption, there was another generation that had gone totally wayward. And this is what we inherited. Love eyes. We don't even know our names. We don't know our history. We don't know what the construct is of the society that we live in. They did that by taking a couple generations and compromising them. But this is what happened. And the sovereign went up to the house of Yahuwah with all the men of Yehuda and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him and the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of Yahuwah. And the sovereign stood by the column and made a covenant before Yahuwah to follow Yahuwah and to guard his commands and his witnesses and his laws with all his heart and all his being to establish the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. Then the sovereign commanded Hilkiyahu, the high priest and the priests of the second order and the doorkeepers to bring out of the Hakal, that's the temple of Yahuwah, all the objects that were made for Baal and for Asherah, also known as Ishtar, and for all the host of the heavens. And he burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and took their ashes to Bethel. And he put down the black-robed priests whom the sovereigns of Yehuda had appointed to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Yehuda and in the places all around Jerusalem. And those who burned incense to Baal and to the sun, and to the moon, and to the constellations, and to all the hosts of heaven. This is the astrologers. This is the Luciferians. This is the Freemasons. And he brought out the Asherah from the house of Yahuwah to the Wadi of Kidron, out of Yerushalayim, and burned it at the Wadi Kidron, and ground it to ashes, and threw its ashes on the burial sites of the sons of the people. And he broke down the houses of the male cult prostitutes that were in the house of Yahuwah, where the women wove tapestries for the Asherah. This is like the daughters of the Eastern Star and these other women maternal societies. And he brought out all the priests from the cities of Yehuda and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Giba to Beersheba and broke down the high places at the gates, which were at the entrance of the gate of Yahshua, the governor of the city, which were left to the city gate. However... The priests of the high places did not come up to the solder place of Yahuwah in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brothers. And he defiled Topeth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, so that no man could make his son or his daughter pass through the 
fire to Moloch. That is literally the great brazen bowl where people would take their children and they would ignite a fire under this brazen bowl and they would cast their children inside the belly of this burning, glowing hot metal. And so as they screamed and wailed, that noise came out of the trumpeting nostrils of this Moloch and it would rise up in this incense of the burning of their fat and their blood and their flesh would rise up and it would be the offering that was given unto them. This is what Solomon did. This is what he led the people of Israel back to do because of his lust for women. He got taken captive by their mighty ones, by their gods, and began to do these very deeds. And he taught his children and he taught all of Israel that this is the way that you engage. This is the way that you get power. And so here we have a child, a son of the king, rising up and casting off those horrible abominations. And he did away with the horses that the sovereigns of Yehuda had given to the son at the entrance to the house of Yahuwah by the room of Nathan Malek, the eunuch that were in the court. And he burned the chariots of the sun with fire and the slaughter places that were on the roof of the upper room of Ahaz, which the sovereigns of Yehuda had made and the slaughter places, which Manasseh, his father had made in the two courtyards of the house of Yahuwah. The sovereign broke down and rushed from there and threw their dust into the Wadi Kidron. And the sovereign defiled the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the mountain of destruction, which Solomon, sovereign of Israel, built for Ashtaroth, the abominations of the Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And he broke in pieces the pillars and cut down the Asherim and filled their places with the bones of men. And also the slaughter place that was at Bethel and the high place which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, had made, which he made Israel sin. Both that slaughter place and the high place he broke down. He burned the high place and ground it to dust and burned the Asherah. And he slaughtered all the priests of the high places who were there on the slaughter places and burned men's bones on them and went back to Jerusalem. This is a man who was absolutely committed to driving evil away from him. This was a man who was zealous. And this is that zealousness that we need again is to be willing to have zero tolerance policy. I used to go down to the infanticide center, Planned Parenthood infanticide center with my wife when she was pregnant with our daughter called uh it's the surgical center in staples colorado and it's cha- it is literally shaped like a babylonian ziggurat and they used to have giant sign on the on the windows that said pride mm-hmm. right on it and they had gated it off and put black fencing all around it because there was these intercessors there was these radical zealots people that were willing to stand there and plead with mothers plead with them that there was people who were willing to help them people that would finance them people that would take care of their babies take care of them meet their needs that they had an option that they did not have to sacrifice their own child, that they could instead not turn their babies over to the gods of this nation, this gods of corporate control and greed and lust, that they could instead guard the, the life that had been entrusted to them. And so we stood there and we watched how people fought for the souls of the defenseless, the innocents. And we got to see how they had security guards and people that would mock and belial and and just, just, just hate with violence and hatred towards the people that were trying to intercede for the innocent. And it transformed me so quickly by going out and seeing people that were actually trying to save the lives of children. But that pride that is so insidious that's infected our society is the invisible fence that keeps people in. It is the fear of men. It is the fear of what others will think of us. It is the silence. 
psychological weapons of their warfare. Because once you realize that that is one bad shock away, that is one really painful character assassination, a loss of job, loss of career, loss of friends. Once you go through that scourge of the public opinion, the, the, the coliseum of everyone's opinions, once you pass through that, you realize on the other side are these wonderful people, a new family. People that love you because you are you and you are someone who has not given in into the compromise that has so corrupted our society. Well, let me ask you this because, um, you know, you sparked a thought. The people that are rabid and foaming at the mouth over abortion on demand, right? And the people that would show up to shout down Christians who show up to defend babies. It reminds me of our last conversation as in the days of Noah. It also reminds me of the crowd chanting to free Barabbas. And kill Jesus Christ, right? As in the days of Noah. I mean, there is nothing new under the sun. And I want to remind you that in our last conversation, we talked about Mr. Blue, yeah. a man who liked to skin child victims alive and then wear their skin to torture them. So I want to talk about this because we need to clean our house. But I'm paraphrasing something you said just a little bit ago. In order to clean our house, we have to clean up these abominations first, the child sacrifice, the sacrifices to Baal, to Moloch. We have to put an end to this. But I want to play two clips for you because I want you to tell the audience how widespread this still is. Because we have the warnings from Dutch banker Ronald Bernard, who said at the highest levels he was invited to a child sacrifice. He was invited to sacrifice a child. And it woke him up. It brought him to tears. And that's when he quit being an international banker. We have 80,000 plus kids who have vanished through the open southern border. Okay, we've got all sorts of abominations happening right now as we speak. I want to play for you two clips, and I want your reaction to this. Because I think one of those high places where this evil happens is in Washington, D.C., and maybe the White House specifically. I want you to listen to Chrissy Teigen, who's married to famous singer John Legend, and I want you to hear her answer this question about the strangest place they've ever had sex. Public place, you did it. Is this the best or the worst? What do you do? The best. Okay, the best. Um, probably the Obama thing. (laughs) John, what's the? Oh God! Oh God! Okay, the Obama thing. Her words, not mine. And now we have this testimony from Hollywood actor Ricky Schroeder who says he once saw a blackmail tape of a sacrifice ritual where a guy was cut open and his organs were removed. And I'm on Point Doom, and somebody popped in a cassette tape into a VHS player. And there was a room with a body, I believe it was a male, laying on a table. And uh, people came around the room. It was dimly lit, but they had hoods and robes on. And uh, they had some sort of ritual where they took out a knife and they cut him down the side. It was his right side. And they took out parts of him and the blood started flowing. You know what? I'm going to pause it there. I don't want to bring this type of evil into the conversation. I just want to shine a light on it. And I want people to understand that the way this conversation ends and this testimony from Rick Schroeder ends is he says... A close friend of him, an adult, said, give that tape back to whoever gave it to you and don't ever discuss it again. Because I think the man knew that Ricky Schroeder's life was in danger for merely having seen that tape. Ricky Schroeder won an Oscar as a little boy in a movie called The Champ. 
And the champ in that movie was John Voight, who to this day speaks out against the Illuminati and the New World Order. And at least in my view, he seems like a good guy. I wonder if the person, the man who told Rick Schroeder to return that video cassette, wasn't John Voight. But the point of this is it's far and wide. These crimes against children, these abominations are as alive and flourishing today on this earth as they've ever been, Nathan. There's, there's nothing new under the sun. This has been the way that society's pendulum has swung for time immemorial. And when people get to such, when mankind actually gets an understanding of the prison cell that they're in, and they're willing to stop drinking the poisoned water and the poisoned food, and they're willing to fast from this addiction the gods of our stomach we're literally warned about you talked about that the seven deadly sins and that that lust that infects our bodies that absolute just insatiable need for more that has been designed in us we literally have a society whose gods are our stomachs and because of that we literally cannot get out of here because we're not willing to go without we're not willing to abstain because we have no self-control we're roaming around like beasts that are just ravagely devouring every single thing they put in front of us, not recognizing that it's all rat poison. It's all rat poison. Like my wife and I were just studying. She she had a horrible, she almost died this last year because we got mold in our RV. Our RV had a bunch of water damage and mold got into it. And she was pregnant at the time with our twins. We didn't see midwives or doctors or any of that stuff. We really believe that, that women were made to have children and they were actually designed in perfect fashion by their creator to do so with out going to the temple and bowing down to the gods who are going to slice her open and do all these absolutely evil interventions. This book, a single book that equipped us with information to overcome that entire system was called Home Birth on Your Own Terms, written by Heather Baker. This book, this was the only tool we had besides her dedication to doing it. We had one woman there who'd never given birth to her own children, my seven, my six-year-old daughter and my three-year-old daughter. And for three nights, she labored and it, it, and she labored after nearly dying from mold toxicity. She withered away down to nothing. And my, my family was in an absolute dire need for a miracle. But if we had had a midwife, if we had had doctor visits, they would have taken her in, cut her open and sucked those babies out of her. And she would have, she most certainly would have died from that procedure. She did not have the strength in her to do it. And instead, we really entrusted ourselves to the father that this is the way that it's supposed to be. I have been in the room with her as she has given birth to our previous two children at birth centers before that. And I have seen that this is the way that they were made to be. And because I was there to co-labor with her, I was able to catch my daughter. And then after that, we were sitting there watching as this hand, we didn't know it at the time that there were twins in there, but we were looking at her stomach and we're waiting for the placenta to be delivered. And all of a sudden we saw something they move in her stomach, alien style, freaky, terrifying, like, oh my gosh, something else is in there. And she stood up to try to deliver the placenta and I got a copper basin and she pushed down and pushed out my son who we didn't know. He was my veiled son. She gave birth to my son and I got to catch my son and I got to watch my wife live and give more life on this earth because she was willing to surrender her identity, to surrender her corporate career for the, she gave her life up. She sacrificed her life. Her body literally gave itself up. Her body went to hell 
so that those twins could live. They were healthy. They were strong. We had huge babies, eight pound twins, six and a half pound twins. We had huge, healthy, vibrant, strong babies. Even though my wife's body was in absolute toxic overload because this mold had infected our home with this unseen force that was destroying her that we could not root out. It was taking her over. And I started to learn all about mold and all about the toxicity of how this affects our bodies and how so many of the brain fatigue, the headaches and all of these ailments that people are experiencing is because they're literally eating mold. They're drinking mold. They're living in moldy environments. They're surrounded by this toxin and like citric acid, just a tiny little, one of those little things that you just don't even think about. One of those little ingredients you are like citric acid. It sounds like citrus, right? Just like the federal reserve. You're like, surely it's federal and surely they have a reserve. So it's going to be great for us, right? What could go wrong? 1913 and absolute devastation, 110 years later, right? This citric acid is, is a genetically engineered black mold. They take the spores from that and they produce a citric acid. And this is the preservative. You start flipping over your ingredients list and being like, wow, this isn't everything. Why is that? Why is that? Why is it that I can go down the list of these ingredients and find out how much death is in everything? Who, who would desire a society that's like this? Somebody that's out with an ulterior agenda to keep you enslaved. But when you cast that off, when you start to pick up this sword and you start to examine, what does he say is food? Like he's got a clear instruction book, like an actual manual here to tell you what's food, what's clothing, what's life, what's death, what's blessings, what's curses, what's a way to have a relationship with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your bosses. How should we handle when these situations arise where these demonically possessed rulers start sacrificing our children in order to build the walls of their empire. What do we do? And if you go back to the times of Ephesus, Ephesus during the times after Yeshua was here, was the epicenter of worship to these to this goddess. And this goddess was the many-breasted goddess of Artemis. This is where we get the pagan tradition of people gathering around in a circle and invoking a wish and blowing out candles on a cake. That literally has its roots solely planted in Artemis and in this goddess of Ephesus. And Paul ends up directly on that place. For two years, he invests his time reasoning, teaching, studying, talking and communicating, debating with the powerful people in the society and the common people in the society alike. And this is what it says at the end of that. It says, and many who had believed came confessing and declaring their deeds. And many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together, burning them before all. And they reckoned up the value of them and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the master, Yeshua, was growing mightily and prevailing. This is what we need again. We don't need a revolution that's just going on the same circle from beginning to end. We need a revival where people will come out, reverence the word of truth, and confess their deeds. This is why there's such a power in confession. Because if I had not confessed my deeds, like if if I had not written this book and shared all of the skeletons in my closet and given to people the opportunity to roast me on the fires and burn me alive for what I did, I would still be in the prison cell because truth is what sets you free. You shall know the truth and it really will set you free, but it requires the most painful overcoming of shame. Shame is the binding cord. Shame is the is the strangulation cord around our necks of our society that has caused us to be bound up with embarrassment, to be bound up in the fear of what other people are going to think of me. When you lay yourself bare, when you cast that off, you give others the opportunity to execute you or instead 
expel from you that despair that has been in there for so long to cast off the false identity that you are not an addict, that you are not a loser, that you're not a monster, but that you were made for a purpose and a destiny. When those magicians, when those sorcerers, when the very architects of evil saw the fruits of this transformative work of these followers of the way who had no compromise and who had convictions, who loved radically and met each other's needs and laid down their lives for each other. And instead of going and taking their tithe checks and casting it into the corporate checks, the coffers that were there, they gave it to each other who had need and they looked out for each other and they were eager to serve each other. They laid down their lives for their friends and they set the world on fire. It says they turned the world upside down. This world is operating under this inverse pyramid where all you're incentivized to do is to deepen yourself into darkness, to climb the corporate control mechanisms and to be willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top. But you're racing your way to hell every single day of your life. But instead, if you give your life up, if you give up these control mechanisms that have been in you, your self-sovereignty and you surrender to this truth, if you repent, this is the old way of saying it. Turn and go the other way and you cast off these adults. You cast out your idols and you smash them. We physically, my wife and I would literally go through our books. We go through our magazines. We go through any of these pagan things that had infected our lives and we would smash them to pieces and burn them. We would utterly get rid of them. We would throw them into the lakes and rivers and we would say, get away from us like menstrual rags. We wanted nothing to do with it anymore. And wherever we found it creep crept into our lives, we got rid of it. And then as we did that, it freed us from the spiritual onslaught of these other forces to go out and start helping to set other captives free. But this is why our churches are so compromised. Because if you give a sacrifice only to get it kicked back through your charitable donation in the 501c3, if you're really giving a tithe and you're getting it back later on, there's no sacrifice there. When you sacrifice, it's costly. King David, when he went to buy Mount Moriah to try to save the entire city of Jerusalem from the angel of Yahuwah, the man tried to offer it to him for free. And David said, I will not give a sacrifice without cost. He understood that you don't give it without something being your precious things. And when you give up those precious black mirrors, those screens that you use, and you instead direct your focus to your wife, instead you focus on your children and you, you wade into the uncomfortable, difficult things. And you'd be willing to start to rebuild the relationships that have been damaged and neglected. And you give your life over to these people that, that love you, that need to know that you still care about them. It transforms you and it truly begins to infect the world around you with the actual cure. The only inoculant is truth. Guys, I want to say one thing here. And, uh, you know, man, I can't wait till we talk again. I want to just say this earlier in the broadcast, you know, I said, you're a gem of a man. And I want to be clear. I haven't read the entire book. I've gotten about four chapters in three and a half chapters in listening as an audio book. And I'm going to make time to get through the whole thing. But what I know to be true based on our last conversation is that like the Hampstead children, this man was a captive. He was tortured and trafficked as a child. He was forced to kill, forced to fight other boys to the death and probably worse. But he came out of that kingdom of darkness where he was a captive. And I think he's a gem of a man. And in our next conversation, if you're up for it, I would like to ask you about biblical prophecy. What's written in the book of Revelation, Gog, Magog, global war. Is it coming about naturally or is it being caused to happen, orchestrated 
by Israel, the house of Rothschild, the same kingdom of darkness. That would be one interesting conversation to have with you, my friend. The other one is to talk about the occult, everything hiding right out in the wide open, the occult roots of NASA. You mentioned the goddess Artemis. And guess what? NASA has named their next moon mission, if you to believe we can go to the moon at all, Artemis. <laughs> the occult. They love the occult, Nathan. That's right. They're, they're the founders and the architects of it, though. These, you, you, it's, it would, it would behoove you all to study history because you know what? It's inutterably inevitable for you to repeat it. And it, they can, they can use the same lies being told over and over and over and over. Yosef Mangala was able to, to infect this society with systemic mind control, a way of controlling and to winning the war of the mind. And he, he engineered clones of consciousness. He infected people's minds. He took over their free will. He made them agents of evil on one side and agents of good on the other. And it enabled them to do what was the most desirable thing for an intelligence agency, which was to have a spy who doesn't know they're a spy, who wakes up believing they really are a soccer mom, not understanding that they are literally the hands of death around the necks of innocence at night. And that that kingdom, that occult working, that Babylonian working ritual that's been done time and memorial, like Jack Parsons, the open occultist with the OTO and these high priests who were infecting the society and raising up these Babylonian sex magic children who are inbreeding themselves to this kingdom of corruption in every facet of society that they could. These are the scientific gods of our society of today. And they've got these knowledges they got this this database by dialing the phone book to these other dark entities and you know what the agenda of the kingdom of darkness is never in a better interest for anybody because they only lie steal kill and destroy that's it they can only ever operate by completely confounding people uh, infecting our society with confusion and it says in the scriptures that yahuwah is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of peace. So that's one of those things we pray diligently for the father to lead us through peace. And if we are not on the right path to take our peace away from us, that has kept us away from getting infiltrated and destroyed so many times in this book. I've, I mentioned it before the black awakening by Russ Dizdar. He has a reference section in here and Nazis in the occult is one of the best books for you to read because you can learn about the convictions and the beliefs, the tenets of their faith that allow these people to be brought over and start up and running so many of these corporations, so many of these CIA alphabet soup agencies, how they infected us so seditiously because all they were looking to do is raise up this fourth Reich that the Nazis didn't really lose World War II. And that's one of those pills that most people don't want to swallow but when you look around they just transferred kingdoms and they infected our society just like the jesuits did because those same archons were ruling within and they had their little black robed priests placed ever so carefully in our seminaries ever so carefully in our universities ever so perfectly in our acts of politicians judges and magistrates that they sowed themselves in they're called the tares in the scriptures these weeds that were sown in at night among the good seed like this right here they were sowing themselves among the good wheat 
And you know what? Instead of them, this, this, the righteous being able to bear forth all these little seeds and being able to bear forth a hundredfold, so many of them are choked out by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But instead, if we would w- learn how to diligently root them out, to root out the bitterness, to root out the hatred, to root out the self-condemnation, the despair, the loneliness, the violence, the, the, the quickness to, to run to evil, if we root that out, we indeed can become people that are planted firmly in the word of truth and we can bloom and bear forth good fruits of repentance, good fruits of righteousness. Boldness can infect our hearts again and allow us to utterly dismantle this kingdom of darkness once and for all. God bless you. Guys, if your preacher isn't giving you the fruit of the word on Sundays, well, maybe you want to go to this website and listen to some of these great freebies. From this guy, Nathan Reynolds, Snatched from the Flames. You know, I know Nathan would never ask for it, but I want to point this out. There are some donation tabs here, Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. Choose the friends and family option. You can buy the book, too, if you want to support them. Anything else people want to know? How often do you post here, Nathan? You know, I, I have been mostly posting through blo- through vlogs for the past couple of years. I, di- I did a lot more writing in the past, but I really started using the microphone in these videos. If you go to youtube.com backslash Nathan Reynolds, the videos are really where I'm doing, uh, I've been doing a lot more work. That was a series that I started a while ago called Becoming a Gibbering, Becoming Mighty Men of Valor, How to Become Men Again. You know, fundamentally, we've got to learn how to grow some balls, y'all, and we've got to learn how to fight. And most of us have been raised by cowards to stave cowards, and they understand they don't want really brave people out there. But youtube.com backslash Nathan Reynolds is the place where I do the most consistent posting. I also have a TikTok at Snatched from the Flames and where I'm putting out a lot of content right now. And, and I invite you guys to go through the playlists that are there. I've put out hundreds of videos over the last five years um, on all kinds of topics like we're talking about today and regenerative agriculture. My wife also does a lot of natural natural fibers or something that really help to cure our bodies, detoxify us with natural wool and linen and silk. And then eating fresh milled flour was one of those, eating our bread to satisfaction and finally understanding why this dead bread that they made available to us has been killing us from the day they introduced it to us. And the, we, we are really passionate about trying to get people set free in every area of their life. And so we share everything that we have found, these good treasures, these good pearls. Freely we've been given to it, given it. And so freely we give it away to you because no one should ever be forced from the kingdom of truth because they can't, they can't pay for it. So we want you guys to have access to that information. And we want to thank each and every one of you for your support and your encouragement. And thank you, Sean, for sharing your time tonight and giving us an opportunity to be here and speak with you. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm not nearly as eloquent as you, so I feel like I'm a little bit in over my head every time we talk, but uh, it's an opportunity for me to learn right along with the audience, to be frank. And uh, next time, maybe we can talk about biblical prophecy. Is it being engineered or is it happening naturally? And we can talk about the occult roots of NASA, the occult hiding in the wide open. And we have to talk about organic farming. I kind of blew it on this one. We ran out of time, but I want you to teach us I mean, I bring on a lot of healthcare practitioners who tell us, yes, our food is poison. The GMOs are terrible. There's Monsanto's glyphosate in the water and the food. It's everywhere. We're all toxic. But I want to learn more about organic farming and uh, everything you just mentioned. And we'll do that hopefully next time. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. All right. Guys, the website is snatchedfromtheflames.com. Our guest has been Nathan Reynolds. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. God bless you and your family, sir. And friends, I want to thank you all for tuning in. As always, a special thank you to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. And for real news every single day for free, visit us for free at sgtreport.com, thephaser.com, and thelibertymill.com. Three antidotes to corporate propaganda in the kingdom of darkness lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye.
Fire is not behaving like fire. Fire is not doing what normal fire does. It's doing extraordinary things. It is defined by the capstone people. Only they know the nature of this fire because this fire is not common fire. Together, lasers, microwaves, particle beams, sound beams, they're all classified as directed energy weapons or DEWs. Directed energy weapons can be used discreetly. Radiation does not generate sound and is invisible if outside the visible spectrum. So the threat to national security is wearing your clothes, your shoes, it's you, your warm body and mind, riddled with deadly germs and bad intentions. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.